What do you what do you mean you've won? I know you're an anti-vaxxer, but like, yeah, the, uh, the restrictions are coming off at the end of the month. But what is it? What, what do you mean you won? No, it's only because of the rest of us that got all of the vaccines and did all the stuff that is now making it okay for you to like do what you want to do. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, this is a debate for another day. Trust me. Yeah, okay. Have a, have a good one. Thanks for keeping the office clean. All right. Cheers. Oh, hey. <laughs> oh, big debates. COVID, 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 COVID. Uh, everything comes to an end. There's no such thing as COVID uh, as of the end of the month. <gasps> Who knew? Uh, welcome to Season 3, Episode 36 of Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry. We are fueled as all appreciatively uh, by Gail's Gaspar Limited. We are uh, brought to you by our executive producer and producers. Uh, we stream Canada's premier streaming company. Uh, we are supported by uh, Performance Heating and Air, as well as our good friends at Verge Insurance Group. And we are coming to you on a very different kind of day, uh, as it's a Tuesday here at uh, Fiddler's Poorhouse. Um, Life being fluid as it is every now and then, uh, we will bring our program to you on a different day, and hence uh, today. All things being equal, we'll still be able to have an entertaining and hopefully informative program for you here on Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry. A number of things have happened over the course of the week. We've got a couple of charity runs and things going on. We're going to check in on that. And uh, also, uh, there is some. Have you ever heard? Have you ever heard of the lizard people? The lizard people. Well, somehow it's now being connected with um, Queen Elizabeth. There are some things that uh, people have called her on online. I know it sounds really disrespectful, but uh, there have been graffiti things go up like the lizard lady. Ooh. I don't know. Anyway, uh, we're going to get episode 36 of Niagara 411 Live with Lee Starry underway in uh, just about 30 seconds. Come on in. takes me a little longer to connect than uh, than others um, but I think we have it now again welcome to season three episode 36 of Niagara 411 live with Lee Sterry and uh, if it has been uh, inconveniencing you by moving the day around from time to time uh, we apologize for that but uh, th there are reasons it's still sort of the end of summertime although we're officially into fall uh, also um, our friends at WeStream have different uh, scheduling commitments with regard to their business and uh, our 
our business is very fluid. We can move things around and stream it, and it's always up there for you to have a look at. Now, uh, sorry, get rid of these glasses. Uh, here's something that we wanted to just kick the show off with St. Catharines Fire Department and other emergency services uh, at this very hour uh, are off at a hazmat call. That's pretty serious, at a hazmat call on Louth Street at THK. Multiple patients being transported to hospital by city bus. Patients, possibly upwards of 20, may have walked into an area charged with dangerous gases, hydrochloric acid cloud, which does not sound good. Please avoid the area so crews can work safely. So uh, this is something that, uh, and it's something we'll always do, is bring you current information, especially when it's something that could be this important. There's the area. There's, uh, yeah. Um, so again, that's what we, that's what we know and it's not much, but it seems like there has been some pretty interesting uh, and important things going on there. So let me go through this again. Um, uh, hang on a second, I wanna catch up with some of the comments. Let's go through this again. St. Catharines Fire Department and other emergency services are off at a hazmat call, which means that you've got to have everything, like it, it, it's a chemical, uh, threat. Hazmat call on Louth Street at THK. Multiple patients being transported to hospital by city bus, possibly upwards of 20, and may have walked into an area charged with dangerous gases, i.e. hydrochloric acid cloud. Please avoid the area so crews can work safely. All right, Kevin, I guess um, that's what we know. Um, and I'm sure we'll have to keep tabs on that as the show goes on. Uh, this, uh, Kyle says, this incident cost me four hours of overtime. I work there, by the way. It was caused by someone not paying attention. Uh, Jen Ross says, Kyle, I guess they need to redo, redo their WHMS training. Sad situation, but nothing is shocking anymore, says D. Stevens. Uh, Colin says, uh, D, that a workplace accident happened? No, uh, not shocking. Accidents happen. Now, some of the more interesting comments, um, people talking about the ER possibly being overloaded right now. Yeah, I mean, the hospital is now getting slammed, apparently. Um, Colin says... Uh, I'm still trying to find some of that stuff. Yeah, okay. Oh, there you go. I mean, somebody asked... Who do not know what is THK? It's an automotive parts manufacturer, and they're yes. right over there by Ridley, just by the Tim Hortons. Yeah, by just the, on St. Paul West. By the four pad, yeah, right there. Yeah, right, just just past the just past the bridge, uh, the Burgoyne Bridge. Did I correct? Did I hear correctly? SCGH Ed at capacity. Uh, St. Catharines General Hospital uh, Emergency Department at capacity, and now on redirect. Uh, maybe yes. Yeah, it's ridiculous. This is a mass casualty technic technically. So yes, if it is on redirect, it is not ridiculous. Megan, tell me you have no idea how emergency work runs without telling me. Your comment is ignorant. Okay. Um, Karen, yes, only if it's not life or death. 
Yes, thank you. I heard that priority one call still being received. Heard on the news that they'll be having about 23 in the Emerge. What a scary situation. Our friends work there. I hope he is okay. Um, uh, Christina says, Carol, the spill is on plant two. My husband works in Ecoat. He said the guys that went to the hospital are okay and it's only a precaution. Plant two is still closed. So there's, this is something that's happening in the moment as we speak. Christina says, you're welcome. I hope all involved is safe, including the emergency. Yeah, uh, David's at the hospital now, he's okay. Uh, St. Catherine's ER is closed. Let me, closed. See I, let me see if I can get confirmation on that. Now, they would Until never be closed. further notice. That just cut, that's just a notice from uh, Emily who posted a comment. We're, we don't have really official uh, notification that that is true. Uh, Niagara 411 uh, from, from Nick. Hey, Nick, by the way, all patients are said to be transported to St. Catharines GH. All emergency services at Niagara Falls Hospital are standing down. Wow. Okay, now uh, hopefully a lot of these are precautionary measures uh, as a result of some incident and people will be okay. But again, so this is what we know. Here we go, a little more insight now from Niagara Health to at least get some official word. Okay, from Niagara Health, uh, is currently responding to a hazardous incident. We anticipate receiving up to 23, there's that number again that seems to be pretty solid, up to 23 patients at the St. Catharines site as a result of an incident that occurred in the community. Health and safety is our top priority and we will continue to work with emergency responders to ensure the best possible care for anyone affected. We're asking the community to please avoid the emergency department at the St. Catharines site and only visit if you have life-threatening or criti critical emergency. At this time, for other health care options, please visit Niagara Falls Site Emergency Department on Portage Road, Welland Site, uh, that of course is the, Niagara, the former Niagara Falls General Hospital, that's what that means, or the Welland Site Emergency Department, 3rd Street, which is also the Welland, um, the former what they called Welland General Hospital. Fort Erie Urgent Care Center, same thing, um, Fort Erie General Hospital was the, uh, so those, those regular um, that they have to call different things now, God knows why, but I, well, I guess because it, it isn't a general hospital, but anyway, you know what I'm talking about. An update will be provided as details become available. Uh, and they will, Kevin, we'll keep track of that as, uh, as the show goes on today. We, do, we don't really have any details per se of the incident itself. But I'll tell you, it's, uh, it's scary for, for family members well, yeah, uh, people that work there, you know, I mean, 23 families affected right now, 23 hardworking people over at THK just going to do their job. And now they're in the yeah. ER. We don't actually know. We like I have no perception right now, Lee, is to understand um, whether their life is in peril yeah. or whether, you know, take this pill, wash your eyes. You'll be good in two hours. Yeah. So there's no some idea. been some some breach of something or other. Uh, and we're not quite sure which just what I'm doing right now uh, is a, is attempting to uh, share this video, and I, I can't seem to be able to. Yeah, do I'm just that. looking to see if there's anybody posting about um, about THK right now. You know, people posting, yeah. some family members, or I'm hearing from this person. Probably the best resource for that in our community, of course, is Niagara 411. So, yeah, we can just I'll refresh here and see if there's any new comments leave before okay. we kind of move on. But it's something yeah. I'll keep my eyes on, uh, kind of in the background. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, here, you know, here we are. There's our show right there. Okay, so there's a new post here. Okay. Where Nick has got to share the information, the official update there from NHS. Right. Um, we'll see if there's any new comments. Yeah, just bear with us because uh, we're doing this live and in the moment for you as well. Hence the name of this program, Niagara 411 Live. No information on there, at least. With least areas to so, we'll see. So that you can see things in the moment. Okay, there's the same guy, the same thread. So no real, no real updates as well. Yeah. yeah people just... But of okay. course, you know, um, you know, my hearts go out to uh, all the families that yeah. are affected right now, yeah. all the dads and uncles, and you know, not suggesting there's not females that work there, but you know, it's probably a male-dominated workforce. Yeah, and sorry to have my mind uh, and my my focus off your screen there, and just trying to keep up to date here myself with with things that might be might be happening. Okay, so that of course is the the current story of the hour. Uh, or the afternoon, uh, if you will. And uh, if you have comments to make, please do so. Uh, which leads me to this comment. If you have something to say, if you're sitting there and you're watching this and you know something that is happening, if you have a family member or a friend uh, or you, a friend of a friend or whatever that is involved and might, may have some uh, light to shed or an experience to share on what's happening at THK, um, today, please click on the link. Click on the uh, click click on the link, uh, Zoom link in the post, and we'll scoot you on the air uh, with me right away, and you can bring us up to date. We'd really appreciate it because, of course, all we can do is work with the information that we have coming in third hand. If you have some first hand information, uh, if you are a first responder to this, if you are just as I said, a friend of a friend or a family member that has questions that we might try to answer uh, through another party, uh, uh, click on the link, pop on, all you need is a, 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 a smartphone with a camera and, and a microphone, which we all have today, or a laptop or an iPad or anything of that nature. And we'd love to have a conversation with you so that you can keep us up to date and, and be our connection with what is happening right now uh, as a result of whatever the incident was that took place at THK and is uh, looks like overwhelming the emergency department at uh, St. Catharines General Hospital. All right. So so that's what we know so far. And we will interrupt what we're doing to talk to you. If you want to click in, we'll immediately interrupt what we're doing and uh, and go to you because this is uh, this is sort of the story of the moment. And it's important for for people that want to know what's happening with their friends and loved ones and uh, fellow citizens here in uh, in Niagara. Okay. Um, so, uh, Kevin, uh, here we are on a Tuesday, which is really unusual for us. Uh, your WeStream company, you and Brandon Scram, have been absolutely, uh, and this is a good thing, uh, uh, crammed with business this summer, and it's, it's great that you have. So we have an opportunity to move this, this program around, and people can still come on and see any of our programs at any time because they are archived forever and ever and ever. Uh, so you don't miss anything. If you miss the show, uh, we'll put, in case you missed it, pieces up over the course of the week 
and uh, and make sure that you get it. Kevin, what's been going on with you? Uh, just busy, like you said. The reason we had to move the show this week, and it's something that we're quite proud of, is we stream this you know small little boutique business born out of St. Catharines. Uh, does a lot of work for a lot of companies, including the Canadian military. Right. And we will be housed at CFB Kingston uh, Thursday overnight, Friday overnight, where we will be streaming the um, the Canadian military soccer championships. And if people wonder, what, 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 what are you talking about? Yes, <laughs> when you're in the military, they still have a lot of national sports championships. And for us, it gives us the opportunity to, uh, to meet and interact with people that are serving our country sure. from, from Petawawa to Fredericton all the way out to Penticton. And uh, it's great fun, and it's a feather in our cap that the Canadian military trusts us not only with their streaming, but with their content, and also um, to live and operate and work on base. So now, we're, is, we're that proud of that. Is, is that happening at uh, RMC? It is, yeah. It's happening at, at, I don't know if it's CFB Kingston or RMC. I think it's all Royal Military College. Yeah. No, they're not, they're, not, they're not all one. Oh, okay. Then it, I think it's happening more on the base. Uh, on, on CFB? Or it could be at RMC. There's two soccer get, fields. Okay, so, so I you, think one of them's on RMC and one of them's at CF. Okay, having lived there, uh, having lived in Kingston for about ten years, um, if you come across the causeway, you cross the St. Lawrence River in the Thousand Islands area. You cross the St. Lawrence River, and on the on the on the left hand side uh, of uh, of that road after you cross is um, well, it's it's RMC. It's a Royal Military College, plus it's the base. And that's probably where it's happening right. because on the other side is Old Fort Henry. Yeah, I've been to Old Fort Henry a few times. Yeah. That's a great place to so, visit. Yeah, so the base is on the other side yeah, and, and honestly, along with There's along two with the soccer college. pitches, and I think one of them is on RMC land and one of them is the is base. Is on base. Yeah, I, I think so. But it's it's such a cool experience to be on base. It's a lot different than what I think people oh, it is. think that it is. And um, I always relish every opportunity. And this is our first opportunity to stream again for the Canadian military since COVID, so we're happy that they were yeah. confident in WeStream. And I mean, think of it, a nice little company right here in St. Catharines that the Canadian military proud has, has picked has picked out of the many companies across Canada to, uh, to stream on base for we're them. We're proud of you. I mean, yeah, that, that, that is one of the uh, premier military installations in our country. It is where the leaders of our military of the future are trained, and uh, and put through their paces and recruited, and it's it's truly uh, it, it's truly a fabulous place. And I I've had the privilege, and it is a privilege, to be toured through many of those places by former colonels and commanders of CFB Kingston because of my role in media when I was there. And it's uh, it's fascinating what they do there. It really is. It so really congratulations, is. that's awesome. Thank you. At least that's why we had to move the show. Um, I know we're going to talk to Marla Smith here in just a second about the uh, Children's Center superhero run, but Lee, just to tee up the show, uh, we are going to keep an eye on the development over at THK, what that means for health systems and health delivery across Niagara. And then there's also this one, Lee, that I think we'll find time um, after we talk to Marla, but we got to get to... Oh, I mentioned this on the way in, yeah. Yeah, but here's the visual, and this is a sign from St. Catharines. This is kind of right outside the PV Mart, and it was supposed to be a sign kind of commemorating the reign of Queen Elizabeth II, and it got defaced. Yeah, but, but and it's in conjunction. The reason we bring this up, too, is the fact that uh, you can't see it on that particular piece of graffiti, uh, but the, the, the National Day of Truth and Reconciliation is coming up on the 30th of September, and there is 
there is a relationship between that piece of graffiti and and that topic. So we're going to get to that uh, definitely before the end of the show. So stick around and, and hang in there. Marla Smith is Director of Development at Niagara Children's Center. Uh, we've chatted with uh, Marla before and so many people from the Children's Center, excuse me, over the years that do such uh, absolute great work. Uh, the Superhero Run is, uh, is coming up. You've heard of us uh, talk with uh, people from Team Super Jacob that uh, are also um, people that we've chatted with about this. Marla, hi. Welcome to the show. Nice to have you back here again. Thank you for having me on. Oh, anytime, anytime at all. So we're finally gearing up for um, what is going to be a pretty exciting event once again for the Children's Center. Yes, this is the eighth annual superhero run in support of Niagara Children's Center, and we are so excited. Well, I mean, 2022, uh, I know things started to get a little bit looser and uh, we could play around with the, the restrictions a little bit more last year, but 2022 is really yeah. the time when we've had an opportunity to kind of take the lid off everything and go full bore with some of these uh, activities. It's got to feel good that you can actually just boom, go forward with this. Absolutely. Like we're at Burgoyne Woods. It's this Sunday. The weather looks amazing. We normally see about a thousand people signing up uh, that attend the run, both volunteers and, and participants. We're having 50 people signing up a day to come ah, to the run right now. Wonderful. People are so excited. So there is still room if anybody's interested. We do encourage you to register online at NiagaraSuperheroRun.com. Um, but there is still room. Um, we're about 50% per, 60% of our goal. So we're looking to raise $100,000. We're almost at 60000 So the biggest thing we need right now is really people being inspired by what we do at the Children's Center and motivated to support. So we're grateful for all the people that are coming out, uh, but we also need the support. Now, you brought up a really, really good point, and I was going to ask this question anyway, but as per usual, you're way ahead of me. Uh, Marla, what are some of the things that you do at the Children's Center that perhaps people might not be aware of? So Niagara Children's Center serves 5,800 kids from across the region. And uh, that is a ton of kids. And what that means is that the kids that are coming to our center are coming for either physiotherapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, anything like that um, is what they're coming for. Mm -hmm. What people don't realize is that the kids that are coming to our center are making our community stronger. So when we invest in kids, we know kids are our future. So investing in them now really gives us that opportunity to be able to strengthen our community down the road. What people don't realize so we have a therapeutic pool at our center. So kids can do their rehabilitation therapy right on site in the therapeutic pool. People would be surprised to know that. Uh, on, on site in the therapeutic uh, pool. So what, what, kind of, um, what kind of children would, you, would make best use of that pool? 
So for example, say you're a child that has cerebral palsy. So one of the things with cerebral palsy is the kids often have really, really tight muscles. And so the warm water really helps to stretch and release those muscles. And so the kids will do therapy right on site um, in order to do that for them. They'll do speech therapy, they'll do a, a water safety. So if you're a kid that has mobility issues, so beyond sort of cerebral palsy, a different type of mobility issue, um, parents might not be sure how to bring their child in and out of the water, how appropriate water safety is. So at our center, you can learn those things. Our staff will support you in that. Mar um, you'll also be able to do family swims together. Marla, the, the Niagara Children's Center covers so many different facets, as you've already mentioned before. And so there are a couple of pivotal questions, and I'm, I know you get asked these questions ad nauseum, because I've asked them of you before myself, but it never, it never hurts to keep um, reinforcing the major question on people's minds, when you're asking people to give you their money, it's important for people to know where this money goes and how it is spent. And so that's where I want to go right now is, um, what do you need this money for? So the most important thing for a child that comes to Niagara Children's Center is one-on-one -on -one therapy with our therapists. That is the most important thing. If you've been to our center, you know, we don't have a lot of technical equipment because the most important thing is that one-on-one -on -one time. So that is first and uh, foremost where your funds will go. It will go towards providing that therapy that the child needs. Okay. And that therapy service is custom for every child. And I think that's one of the reasons why people don't always understand what takes place at the Niagara Children's Center because we do so many different types of things. It's not one thing, it's so many things. Okay, so let me go to part two of that question that people might ask you often or sit around uh, and wonder to themselves, um, okay, we know that these places uh, get funding from various government grants and uh, government programs etc. Why do you need me? Why do you need my money to help uh, the Children's Center when we know that there is some government funding involved, when we know there are programs involved? Um, why are you asking me for money? So yes, that's right. So the government does support Niagara Children's Center. Um, but I don't think it would be a surprise to our community to know that it doesn't uh, support to the full extent of the needs of the community. Um, it supports a, a, a baseline, a minimal amount. The other thing is it only supports physiotherapy, occupational therapy, and speech therapy, which we consider our core services. Mm -hmm. What we've learned is that really helping children and their families is more than just that. They need social work supports. They need behavioral therapy support. They need recreational programs. And so Niagara Children's Center then says, these services are also extraordinarily important to the family and are beyond the scope of the services, uh, the financial support we're getting from the government. Okay. And that's where we need the community to come in. When we talk about recreational therapy, almost every parent 
any person who is a parent would have their child involved in some type of recreational program. Sure. If your child has special needs, it's more complicated for them to be involved in recreational programming right. because it may not be adaptable to the needs that the child has. At Niagara Children's Center, we offer those recreational programs in-house in order to help kids be able to still participate. So will a lot of, uh, a lot of these funds that you raise outside of the normal funding uh, protocols, uh, be oh I'm sorry for that uh, will those protocols be uh, that money be used to hire more therapists is it is it more terrible sorry about that okay. uh, I didn't even know I didn't know I even had an alarm set but apparently I'm supposed to wake up now oh <laughs> uh, but uh, where I was going is uh, uh, is it more therapists that you need? Is that is that where the um, because I know one one therapist, one trained person uh, or expert uh, can only can only be spread so thin. Yeah. So is is that where the lion's share of this goes? Like for people that are on waiting lists that are waiting for treatment and those kinds of things. So the most important thing I think for people to understand is is that kids can't wait. They can't wait for the therapy. Great point. Because yeah. as children age, they become farther and farther behind. So we need to get to children quickly. So think of it like you guys were just talking about the pressures on the hospital system, especially yes. today yes. that are taking place. Yeah. Um, letting the community know, listen, the demands are really, really big today. And Niagara Children's Center is similar in that regard. Um, if I need to go to a doctor, I may not be able to see my doctor right away, but I could go to a walk-in clinic or whatnot within one to two, three days of not feeling well. Mm -hmm. um, children that are waiting for specialized care like you would get at Niagara Children's Center might be waiting a lot longer. So envision that you are a parent and you have to wait. You know that your child needs extra support. And the longer you're waiting, the farther your child is falling behind, and yeah. there's nothing you can do about that. That has to be the one of the most raised. frustrating things. Yes, it's so frustrating. As a parent, you sit there and you're going, the longer I'm waiting, I feel like my how will my child catch up? So their support will help so we can get to them faster. And so you're... So, so your goal with this, and I know you have other fundraising initiatives as well. I've known uh, you and uh, all the folks at uh, Niagara Children's Center for many years now, and you're all wonderful, wonderfully dedicated and talented people. Um, your goal with this particular campaign, the superhero run, is uh, what? $100,000. All right, $100,000. In the scheme of things, in, 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 from some perspectives, it doesn't sound like much when we hear people talking about millions and billions and things of that nature in taxes and government grants and, and, and all the rest of it. People sometimes might think, oh, you should be able to pick up a hundred grand uh, without even working hard. But that's not always the case. So a hundred thousand dollars to you guys is a lot of money. And so that hundred thousand dollars will be 
um, go to support uh, the, the hiring of new therapists. And uh, how many more children would $100,000 help than we're doing right now? So $100,000, it's all broken out a little bit different because okay. every kid is different in sure. the types of needs that they need. So sure. it's not as clean cut in that regard, similar to like the hospital system. It, right. it does make it more complicated. Yeah. But what it really means is when we can get this support, we can get kids off a wait list and then those kids can start doing the things they want to do. Like if you, Lee, do you have kids? Oh, yeah. Well, they're men now, but yeah. they're men. Yeah. Okay. But you've seen them light up in their face when they've done something they're proud of. Absolutely. When they've been able to achieve a goal when they've been able to do that. That's what yeah. these parents want. They want to see their child excel and do those to do things inside of them that they want. And this is what we help facilitate. Okay. So the run is coming up. Uh, give us the give us the nuts and bolts of how we can still help how we can still participate uh, and uh, and put you over the top here, Marla. Perfect. Okay, so the run is Sunday, October 2nd, Burgoyne Woods at 10 o'clock in the morning. We are really lucky that our friends at Transit have partnered with us and they are going to shuttle people from Brock University into the park so we can have as many people as we need in there and parking will be a non-issue. Okay. We're looking to raise $100,000 and right now we're at about 60,000. So we need 40,000 more dollars before Sunday. Okay. So we got about four or five days to, to make that happen. And uh, we go online, we do what, like, what are all the different ways we can help? Perfect. So you can go online, make a contribution today at NiagaraSuperheroRun.com. You can register and come out and have fun. We have free t-shirts, swag bags, food, uh, lots of um, community partners and activities that are taking place. So if you're looking for something to do on Sunday, we would love for you to select us and come out and have fun. Kids are coming dressed up um, <laughs> in great. superhero costumes. Well, yeah, why not? Yeah. So it's going to be a great time. And that is the best way. And if you're not able to come out to the run or support today, we understand that. But if the, if you can tell people about the run, that's a compliment to us. And we would appreciate that too. And, and, and let me take the path of least resistance here. If uh, somebody has been watching this uh, program and been uh, re-inspired, if you will, to support the organization, uh, and they just want to write a check. Can they do that online too? Uh, sure can. And Niagara Children's Center is located right across from Brock University, 567 Glenridge Ave. Okay. Uh, Marla Smith, thank you for all the work you do. I'm very familiar. I've been in, in and out of the Children's Center numerous times over the years. and. Uh, all, all of you and all of your people, all of your caregivers, all of the admin people, everybody just, uh, and, the, and, the, and the resources you have there are, are always amazing, always amazing me. What do you got there? There you go. Superhero Run Cape. Awesome. There's a nice graphic to wrap us up with. Uh, Marla, thanks for being here. Uh, I'm sure you will hit and uh, surpass your goal but have a great day sunday and right now as you said the weather does look like it's going to be really really cooperative uh and uh, and we hope that's the case thanks for taking your time out of your day today to be with us thanks have a good day guys yeah you too kevin i can't think of uh, oh there's so many organizations i guess i shouldn't say that 
but uh, a group of people that are so more consistently positive and and forward thinking than uh, than that group of the Niagara Children's Center. I, I, as long as I've known them, they're just they're right on point all the time. And you know, when you get in there and you start to meet some of the families as well, you realize that um, you know how lucky I am to yeah. have um, two beautiful children that so far. Uh, you know, in their growth, having needed services at Niagara Children's Center. Yeah. Um, but you meet the families that do and go, oh, boy, oh, boy. It's, I, I used to say it's a um, it's an insurance policy on the health and well-being of, of families right here in Niagara. Of all of our families. Has of he, all of us. Because you never know when you're going to come right up close and personal with a need that they exactly. can... That, that they can uh, uh, they can help with. So there you go. Sunday, Burgoyne Woods. Okay. Uh, pre-register or just you know show up early. And like they said, shuttle buses over from Brock University, so it couldn't be easier to get over there. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just it's it's an awesome time every single year. And love supporting the Children's Center. Um, so we gotta, we got to uh, check in on THK and what's going on over there. Okay, let's find out more about that. There was uh, Niagara Health. This is what we brought to you right off the top of the program. Currently responding to a hazardous materials incident, they anticipated receiving up to 23 patients at the St. Catharines site as a result of an incident that occurred in the community. The incident itself, uh, we have been uh, thin on details, but uh, you know, as they always say, health uh, and safety is their top priority. Emergency responders are involved, and again, um, I, Kevin, I don't know that we that we have any more light to shed on what's happening, or do we? You've been working feverishly behind uh, the much. scenes. I'll take a look here, see what the newest comments are. Don't tell me where so... Don't tell people where so... They, I, I don't, I don't that understand means. that. I don't understand that either. It's an automobile. It was just somebody that kind of misread it. Hoping the employees are okay. About it. Uh, used to be TRW. Yeah, a lot of people still yeah, call yeah. it TRW. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hope everyone's okay. Thank you, Trish. Yeah. So no real updates. So the, not the, no real uh, no real updates from any official organization as to what is happening with uh, THK. While we have uh, just a moment before we slip into another topic of conversation here, we want to thank Gales Gas Bars for fueling this program. Uh, as they shall be fueling Niagara for many, many decades to come. Hopefully, uh, we'll be part of that support as well. Uh, so we'd like to thank them for being here. Performance Heating and Air, your support over the last uh, few months has been uh, appreciated. Mark Shirk, Blake Shirk, your gang at uh, another Niagara born and bred company, Verge Insurance Group. We thank you for your support as well. Uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, you might have seen the post from time to time. Not going to belabor the issue, but we have two uh, sponsorship availabilities here at our Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry Broadcast. Uh, and believe me, it is cost effective. You will reach uh, many, many, many of your potential customers. Just to not put too fine a point on it, um, we have year to date, that meaning from January uh, 2022 to now, uh, reached uh, approximately 2.3 million viewers on uh, on Facebook, which means your cost of reaching your potential clients 
is is very very low compared to any other advertising medium you will explore I guarantee it you want to talk to us more about it contact us um, Kevin we wanted to check in on this um, rather bizarre um, what, what should I say uh, kind of a bizarre tangent that this National Day of Truth and Reconciliation uh, has taken on social media. Now, in its purest form, National Day of Truth and Reconciliation is September 30th in this country. It is the day, of course, that we recognize the history uh, and not so pleasant history of uh, Aboriginal peoples in our area as well as across Canada. And the Niagara Regional Native Center has um, uh, the, their traditional powwow coming up as well as part of that recognition. It's happening on October the 1st. It's free and inclusive. And October the 1st is uh, what day? I've completely lost. It's a Sunday? Saturday. No, it's Saturday. Saturday? So, okay. yeah, so the, uh, the superhero run is on Sunday right. at Burgoyne Woods. So that frees up your Saturday to head down to the Meridian Center. And as they say there, um, admission is free and yep. inclusive. Yeah. Um, grand entry at 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. So I'm assuming they're doing um, a similar powwow in the morning and then also kind of an evening primetime sure. event. Um, what it includes, I encourage people to go down and find out for themselves. I'd be ill-informed to try and suggest what's going to take place there. I, I don't know. And again, uh, if you are someone that has uh, more information or is close to this event and you would like to come in and tell us exactly what's going to be happening at that event, all you have to do is, uh, once again, click on that uh, Zoom link in the post and pop on, and we'd love to talk to you about it. Just let us know what's happening, what you're doing, uh, how the event's going to unfold, and talk to us about uh, the National Day of Truth and reconciliation. Um, and to all our Aboriginal uh, partners uh, in, uh, in Niagara, we, we salute you. I know it's been a long road and that road is far from over, but uh, hopefully, we're, hopefully we're starting to make some, some slight progress. Kevin, there is obviously any time that uh, something like this comes up, there are those that speak out in their own way. Uh, and this one in a very unique way. And of course, you, you know that it was just about a week or so ago that we lost Queen Elizabeth II. Someone vandalized the tribute to the Queen on Dieppe Road in St. Catherine. So there you see the billboard that says Queen Elizabeth, 1926 to 2022. And then there is that big graphic in the middle that says lizard lady. Okay, now one would say, me included, what? What does that mean? But there's more to the graphic that's on that billboard. It says, where did the children of Kamloops go 1964? Obviously a reference to the graves that were discovered of indigenous people that created the major stir of um, residential schools and the lifestyle and the culture, etc., of 
indigenous peoples in that area. Now there were other areas as well, but the Kamloops one was very, very highly publicized. So uh, I sacrificed, and this again, on uh, on the Queen's portrait. I sacrificed your children. I am evil. There are those in our in our society that believe that is actually the fact. Um, the royal family, the monarchy of the United Kingdom and its commonwealth were the heads of state of Canada at that time. Along with the church, the Roman Catholic Church, that is, uh, that, um, that operated uh, a number of, if not all, of these residential schools, along with the Canadian government, are all joined at the hip in taking the blame from a lot of these organizations for what happened in residential schools and reserves and communities of indigenous people of Canada. And this is a message that does not leave the Queen unscathed. Again, Queen Elizabeth II, 1926 to 2022, lizard lady. I took your children, or uh, the other thing there, and then what about, where did the children of Kamloops 1964 go? I am evil, whatnot. And, but the thing that, okay, so that's, that's one part of the conversation and you can see how people some people in some areas would make the connection politically emotionally and sociologically to uh, the queen the canadian government uh, as well as the roman catholic church okay we got we've sort of got that connection but where does lizard come in this is the thing that kind of got us scratching our heads today and we had a couple of behind-the-scenes conversations, and Kevin um, has been working a little bit behind the scenes to try to figure out what the heck this whole uh, lizard people thing is all about. Yeah. Can you shed some light on this, Kevin, for us well, so I'll far? throw it up, and the best I've been able to find out is that there's people, and here you go, 12 million Americans believe alien lizards rule us. And I've heard this before. That there are people in our world who believe that the elite, the, the uh, aristocracy, are lizard people. That they are aliens and they have been controlling basically all of Earth as though they are puppet masters and we are their marionettes. And they've been doing this for hundreds if not thousands of years and that's all what we are. It's almost like a Matrix level conspiracy theory stuff. You have to remove yourself from the earth and take a broader look. So this is conspiracy theory to the power of a hundred. Like it's, it, this is way, way out there, but it's, it's a lot of people that psychologists are trying to determine why otherwise rational individuals can make a leap from prudent paranoia to illogical conspiracy theories. Yeah, so read this next paragraph, Lee, because it brings it full circle and it's bizarre. According to a public policy polling survey, around 12 million people in the United States believe that interstellar lizards in people's suits... <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> in people's suits. Well, I mean, if not, then, uh, then why this, right? Why did somebody in St. Catharines write lizard lady as their chosen graffiti over Queen Elizabeth II? Okay, put that thing back up. All right. All right. In, in, people, uh, in, uh, in people suits rule our country. We imported that particular belief from across the pond, where professional conspiracy theorists David Icke has long maintained that the Queen of England is a blood-drinking, shape-shifting alien. Okay, a conspiracy, conspiracy theories in general are not necessary bet. It should be not necessarily bad, bad grammar there, according to psychologists who study them. If we were all completely trusting, it would not be good for survival, explains Rob Brotherton, an academic psychologist and author of Suspicious Minds, Why We Believe Conspiracy Theories. Sometimes people really don't have our best interests in mind. So, Lee, all we can surmise from this is that there are people amongst us, forget 12 million Americans, there's at least one person in St. Catharines with a can of spray paint. Who's made this connection. Who believes that the queen was, what do they use? A shape-shifting... Blood-drinking Yes, blood-drinking, shape-shifting lizard in a people suit. Right. And has been since she was uh, born in 1926. You know what, Lee? I mean, it wasn't an open casket, right? So, who knows? Who knows what was under there? That's the thing with, with theories you can't disprove, right? I sit here and, like, as, as George Costanza would say on, on Seinfeld, I am without speech. <laughs> I am without speech. If somebody came to you and was so convinced that the queen is a lizard lady, how could you prove them wrong? How could I say, no, you're absolutely wrong? Because I don't know. I don't know how to... say people saying that aliens exist. How can I, I tell I, you that you're wrong? I could no longer prove them right either. I, <laughs> like, I can't say they're right. And I can't say they're wrong, but somebody has made the connection between that we've got the National Day of Truth and Reconciliation, and they have taken that along with the, the, the terrible, terrible demise of those people in Kamloops that were discovered uh, over the last couple of years, uh, and that was from 1964, and then uh, saying, I... I, I took your children, I am responsible, and, uh, you know, like, ah, and then with a label, lizard uh, lady. Somebody's really, really made this connection here, and what we thought at first, that it was just some sort of crackpot thing, but then as you see that we've done a little bit of, well, Kevin has dug a little deeper in the fact that this is a, this is a thing. It's a thing out there. And the more times I find out about the things that are out there, I feel like I'm William Shatner, like the unexplained. And it's funny, while I heard of Lizard Lady for the first time today... Um, At least they to, called her a lady. <laughs> just to uh, change gears, uh, another phrase that people are familiarizing themselves with is divergent diamond. And then also ah. we should talk about, you know, while well, speaking of travel, is, um, and another thing we came familiar with is the um, ArriveCan app. 
So both of these travel issues significantly affecting us here in Niagara. Yes, we are moving on from the lizardness uh, amongst us to the reality uh, that we actually know about. Not that lizardness is not a reality, it's just that we can't prove it. Uh, these other things are definitely provable and definitely part of our culture. And a very, very big thing happened um, over, the, over the weekend. Well, it's been going on. Uh, for well over a, a year and a half, but finally the construction is completed. And uh, overnight last night, the old uh, bridge, uh, Glendale Bridge over the Queenie, came down, and this new divergent diamond travel uh, process was opened as of 5 to uh, 7 a.m. Uh, this morning. I have not driven through there, didn't have a chance to. I kind of wanted to do that before I came to the show so I could have some personal uh, experience to relate, but I didn't have a chance to, to, to do that. I haven't heard any reports of carnage happening there no. yet, but apparently we have the now first divergent diamond interchange uh, in Ontario. Not the first one in Canada, I uh, was corrected earlier, but the first one in Ontario. Uh, Kevin, what's the point of this? Why, why, why are we doing this? Uh, you know what? To make traffic flow better. I really think that what it does is it eliminates... They said that about speed bumps. Yeah. It eliminates some of the uh, the stops and starts, eliminates some of the uh, traffic lights, will make it safer for everybody. But of course, you know, if we can't figure out a roundabout, how are we going to figure out a divergent See, this, diamond? This, this, is what, this is what scares me. There are accidents on roundabouts. There are trucks tip over on the roundabout and the Welland one there at the end of the 406. And, and now we've got this thing that's at, at part of it, as I understand, it feels like you're driving in England because you're driving on the wrong side of the highway. And then they, they di hence divergence. They diverge in one spot and then bring you back in another one. And uh, it's, all it's all supposed to be very user-friendly, but I don't no, know. No, I want to take a look. There's a, there's a great video that explains it, Lisa. We'll get to that. Well, moment. you say it's a great video. I can never make these well, things it's, out. It's a bland, boring video. All we'll right. talk over it. All right, go, it go, go ahead. All right, let's get to it. Go ahead. Welcome to Ontario's first Diverging Diamond Interchange, or DDI, located at the QEW and Glendale Avenue Interchange. DGI. In this video, we will walk through the operation of this type of interchange. A diverging diamond interchange has a number of benefits, including increasing safety through a reduction in the number of conflict points, reducing the possibility of collisions, maintaining efficient traffic flows, and has a compact footprint, using space more efficiently while still facilitating large volumes of traffic. Okay. Okay. There's your diamond. These highlighted paths show how traffic traveling on the QEW is able to access north and southbound Glendale Avenue via the off-ramps. These highlighted paths show how Glendale Avenue traffic is able to access the east and westbound QEW via the on-ramps. For straight-through traffic on Glendale, these highlighted paths show the diverging lanes in action in which the lanes flip to the left side and back to the right side. Yeah, I don't see any issues there. No. This flyover is following Glendale Avenue northerly. The traffic shown is illustrating driver actions as the vehicles approach traffic signals and stop signs while using the interchange. 
Oh, is that me snoring? Sorry. This flyover is heading southbound, showcasing similar vehicle and pedestrian movements. The northbound vehicles have come to the traffic signal and are waiting to flip back to the right side. We are now following the QEW westbound off-ramp, where vehicles are guided to Glendale Avenue south and north by the left and right lane overhead sign. They then wait at the controlled stop signs for safe entry onto Glendale Avenue. Similar to the westbound off-ramp, the eastbound off-ramp provides access to Glendale Avenue north and south. However, the Glendale southbound from this direction is a dual right lane without a controlled stop. This free flow allows high traffic volume through the busy south side towards the Outlet Mall and Niagara College. This is the view from a driver's perspective as they drive northbound on Glendale through the interchange. In this scenario, the driver navigates the lane flip to the left side and then takes the QEW westbound ramp on the left. A southbound driver would have a very similar experience as this northbound driver did. All right. Okay. This is the driver's perspective when taking the QEW Niagara bound off ramp to northbound Glendale Avenue. The overhead signs tell the driver which lane of the off ramp will take them north or south. In this case, our driver is heading north, so they stay to the left. The driver waits at the stop sign for safe entry onto Glendale Avenue. Not much different. Having a stop sign instead of a traffic signal allows the driver to merge onto Glendale Avenue in a shorter period of time. Assuming there's a traffic light somewhere, right? Like when they cross. I don't know. I, I, I... Like well, the said, diamonds it's, it actually... said controlled stop signs. Yeah, here we go. Here's some lights. Yeah, those are the stop signs merging off of the highway yeah. onto Glendale. But yeah. Here was, that's what I was looking for. So they flash on and off is when you can go. Well, those traffic lights there, when the, when they switch to you know to driving yeah. on the left-hand hand side all Pedestrians the time. and cyclists can move through the DDI using the multi-use path, or MUP, along cool. the center line of the bridge. That's a good idea. This configuration provides more efficient alternative compared to having sidewalks it's probably and all a good idea in the more typical location along the sides of the bridge. The MUP on the bridge is protected by raised barriers. Tactile plates are present on either side of the crosswalk to alert people with low or no vision of the potential hazard, such as moving vehicular traffic. Audible push buttons are provided to allow pedestrians and cyclists to signal their intention to cross. Once pressed, a walk signal will be made available during the next cycle of the signals. Shared pathway signs and directional markings are designed to guide the public through the MUP. So you walk on the right-hand side, but you mm. drive on the left-hand side. Well, I'm lost well, well, now. Yeah, kind of. Uh, <laughs> all right, so. I'm sure we'll be able to figure it out. Uh, how much more is there? I don't know what more they can tell us. I don't either. It just kind of, that'll, that'll just give you a working, uh, almost knowledge <laughs> of what's going to happen. Just... Please pay attention to what's going on when you're going through there. Don't go through too fast at first because, you know, as Kevin and I said, what ha what's been happening or has happened over the years when they put these new roundabouts in, uh, this is a whole new sack of hammers, this, this uh, divergent diamond 
singing. But the only reports I did get was from a friend of the show, Dave Bennison, who, of course, himself oh, drives yeah, a big yeah, transport yeah. He's truck. He's a truck driver, yeah. He said he went through there a couple of times, not an issue. And yeah. that's navigating with a transport truck. Yes, except for the fact that he is a professional. I know. It makes, you know. I know, but I mean, he's just saying, look, the sky's not falling, folks. Right. No, I, I think, I, I don't think that they would do this if it, was, if it was something really that was a bad idea. I mean, they spent millions and millions of dollars uh, doing it. It's just, it's up to us to make sure that we know how we're going to navigate this thing. So that's, uh, that's one of the interesting things. Anyway, it's here. It is now here. Um, did you hear about the dart? We did a dart. We threw a dart. Yeah, like a space dart or a something? A space what is dart. We threw a dart. Well, we didn't. NASA did. Uh, at an asteroid. Millions of uh, miles away. Uh, just as a, a test. To see if they could actually replicate what might be necessary if there was a killer asteroid on the way to uh, planet Earth, would we really actually be able to do what they say we could do in the movies? Okay, well, we have to divert it. We gotta hit it with something and move it off its course and we've got it like whatever. And uh, so I guess, uh, even though there is no asteroid in our future that is being tracked by NASA that would indicate that we are in danger or will be in danger uh, in the next uh, million years or whatever, I guess they figured, well, hey, why not, uh, why take something for granted? Let's give something a, a, a try. So they did that. They, uh, they called it the DART, and they sent a, a spaceship, a rocket, up to this, um, this, this, this um, thing, uh, asteroid, and, and I guess it made a, a direct hit. The, galactical, the, the galactic slam occurred at a harmless asteroid seven million miles away with a spacecraft named DART plowing into the space rock at 14,000 miles per hour. Scientists expected the impact to carve out a crater, uh, hurl streams of rocks and dirt into space, and most importantly, here's the big deal, most importantly, alter the asteroid's orbit, which is the key thing for something if it's going to come at us as a direct hit, they got to send something up and, and right? Okay, so. so here is the official NASA feed from yesterday. That's, that's pretty cool, too. And you can yeah. see they're 45 minutes away from impact. So that's at 30 minutes. Let's go ahead to 115 and see if we get close here. Oh, there they go. The asteroid's getting close there, Lee. Yeah, all right. So this is like a um, like a ship that they shot at this thing, or what? Yeah, it's like a rocket. That's what saying, a right? dart. Two minutes out. Does not look like one single rock to me. Oh, boy, we're getting close. 14,000 miles per hour, Lorraine. 14,000 miles per hour, and remember, you know, uh, 45 minutes ago, 55 minutes ago, we couldn't even resolve this this object in space, and now we are, you can see us, zeroing in right on target. And we're now dropping the clock and we'll go by loss of signal to confirm impact. Right. 
Yes. Loss of signal. Imagine we'll get that loss impact. of signal and then we'll when hear it blows from up, Lena Adams it hits. again. Yeah. Um, letting us know that we've like been we'll successful. Know. I feel like that'll be a crystal These people clear. are such <laughs> professional signal. presenters. I think so. I had no idea this was happening. I think we're starting to see more. So is this a missile or um, a ship? Or more resolution. In it's fact, a rocket. That, it's a thing. It's a okay. gone out of the view. Okay. We're now just seeing dimorphous. Well, says they, they talked it's about it in the article as a NASA spacecraft. Well, I guess that's what it is, right? That's what it is. You shoot a rocket into space. It's a space like control system settling down. Angular rates look really good. I think we're going to get the investigation team some good pictures. So what if there was some little family wow. of fur babies living on that asteroid? No, no, come on. We can do better than that. They've been living there for thousands of years. What if, what if there is something living on that asteroid? They think it's a harmless asteroid. There might be some microbes on there that... Could save oh, humanity. Well, it kind of looks like the Death Star. They're going to blow it up. Yeah. Doesn't it kind of look like the Star Wars Death Star? Looks to me like we're headed straight in. Looks to me, too. It looks that way to me. <laughs> See, we talk about mining oh, asteroids wow. in the future. Yeah. Uh-oh, here we go. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. When the screen goes black, it's a wow. hit. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. Oh look. Awaiting visual confirmation. Alright. Impact. We got it? Waiting. A cool harmless rock out there and they're shooting it down. Alright. It is pretty fascinating though, all kidding aside. That's that is pretty fascinating. And they completely lost uh, contact, of course, because the damn thing was destroyed. And uh, that's the the interesting part about this, is we will not hear for a while, um, because it takes time to communicate, we'll, we'll not find out for a while how it actually did, or if it did, alter the path or the orbit of that, of that, uh, that asteroid. Interesting. Just uh, looking for an update here on uh, the situation over at THK. Yeah, THK, have we got anything new? Uh, uh, anything nothing new? real new to share, Lee. I mean, just in comments, people again wondering, you know, obviously tagging some people here, so these are probably people that work there and just trying to figure out what's going on. Um, I can navigate over to uh, the NHS page if you want that. Let's see, Niagara Health, there we go. Probably nothing new. No, this is still the same post from an hour ago. There's no comments on it. So, again, saying that so they're, they're cur still currently responding. Yeah, 23 patients. And the main thing about that is they've encouraged um, other people in the community that if it's non-life-threatening, please go to the Niagara Falls site or go to the 40 that's, site. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing that we can say uh, that we had talked about before. If you are in a situation uh, where you need urgent care or you need immediate assistance, do not go to St. Catharines. Go to the Niagara, what uh, I'm going to call the Niagara Falls General Hospital, the Welland General Hospital, or the Fort Erie General Hospital. They don't call them that anymore. Fort Erie Urgent Care, Niagara Falls Site Emergency Department, uh, and, uh, and the, the Welland one uh, as well, a third. Uh, Welland Site Emergency Department on 3rd Street. Go to those areas because if you go to St. Catharines, you will be hours and hours by the sounds of it. COVID-19 
is apparently, if you can read the stars correctly, uh, been deemed officially by the Canadian federal government as a non-thing. It's over. Why do I say that? I say that because as of the 30th of September, which is this upcoming weekend, all COVID travel restrictions and expectations will be eliminated. You will no longer need a mask to fly on an airplane or ride on a train. You will no longer need proof of vaccination to return to this country from wherever or enter the country from wherever, from wherever. Uh, you will no longer need to fill in the Arrive Can app. Here's the official uh, Canadian Border Services Agency post. Starting October the 1st, travelers will no longer have to submit their health information in Arrive Can, but the app will stay on as an optional tool for those who want to save time at the airport by using advanced CBSA declaration. That's not a bad idea either, by the way. Uh, so keep the arrive can thing because if you're coming back in, it does include your uh, customs declaration and it will, uh, as long as the machines are working, because it can never find machines that are actually working, uh, uh, it should facilitate your entry. Early data shows that using advanced declaration to submit your customs and immigration information in advance cuts the amount of time a traveler spends at a kiosk or e-gate by roughly one-third. Well, that may be the case, uh, and not always. And over 30 percent of travelers arriving at participating airports are already using it. We use it. I have Nexus as well, and sometimes the Nexus machines aren't working either. Uh, we have things to talk about with you Nexus people. Um, the CBSA will continue to modernize the border and facilitate travel into Canada by offering more optional self-service tools. So there you go. There is uh, the, uh, the anti-vaxxers, Kevin, will claim victory. The freedom fighters, the freedom truckers will claim victory. They have now uh, won. They didn't get vaxxed. They don't fill out things. They don't do anything that uh, we had to do for the last two years uh, because it's now uh, over. And uh, so I am sure as we talked about earlier, they will claim victory. We won the fight. We won the battle. We won the psychological uh, control over our own lives. We have now freedom, and it's all because of us. Well, that's a bunch of hooey. No, the reason that you now have all of that freedom is the rest of us that got the vaccinations, one and two and uh, three and sometimes four, and we followed all the rules, we wore the masks, we did all the things, uh, filled out the arrive cans, we did all the things that we were supposed to do, we went through the random testings at the airport, and why did we do that? We did that so that all of you naysayers and anti-vaxxers could someday come to this point and say, we won. This is kind of a backward victory, in, in, uh, in my opinion. But we got there, nevertheless. You can have that conversation or argument till the cows come home, but we got there. Yeah, Lee, um, I, I couldn't agree with you more. 
Uh, when people say we won, the reality like, is is everybody lost. Yeah, I think that's what we it all is. Lost. Like, we all lost. Don't, nobody won here. We all lost, and the reality is it just took us longer to get to this point because of the reluctance of some people. Yeah. Now that said, I mean, look at this. For people that are saying, oh, you know what, we're freedom fighters and this and that, you are in the severe minority. Mm-hmm. If you look at Canada en masse, total population, 85% of those five years and older. So let's just call it not even adults, like people that are no longer infants. Yeah, right. Uh, basically 90% of Canadians have received at least one dose. And primary series completed, which I think would be, I guess, your three shots, you know, 86%. So you're really, you're 14% of the population. I'm, call, I'm not calling it insignificant, but if you wonder why yeah. the majority of the population isn't necessarily lining up at the back of your convoy, this is why it's, it's the majority of the, con- of the population is on the other Indeed. side. Indeed. Yeah. Yep, so so uh, anyway, I'm happy that, uh, that it's gone. The one thing that was weird about this whole thing, Lee, the ArriveCan app, when somebody explained it to me, unfortunately, it got caught up as being a COVID requirement, when the reality is it's kind of just harnessing technology to make traffic flow better at the border. Mm-hmm. If you fill out your ArriveCan app, when you arrive at the gate, you've already declared everything. You've already told them in the system, here's who I am, here's the car I'm driving, here's the status that I have, here's my proof of this, here's my proof of that, what? and here's what I'm declaring. And if you do that, that's actually pretty efficient. It is. It, it, it really is, except at the first implementation of the ArriveCan thing, it was presented as strictly a COVID-19 declaration form. Right. But they tacked on, almost without you even knowing it, they tacked on the customs declaration. Because especially if you're coming in from another country, you know that the the, the flight attendants would always walk down the aisle of the plane and they would give you a, a form that you would have to fill out that was your customs declaration form, and you would have to take that form to um, to a kiosk where the officer was, and he would check it and clear it and ask you, etc. But instead of doing that, this takes the place of it, and it's already electronically filed. But the the crazy thing about it is, if you once go through uh, the the customs when you land, they still kind of ask you the questions yeah. <laughs> you know no I, I i get it i'm glad that it's not mandatory i mean as much as they think <clears throat> that everybody has cell phones they don't and it became very problematic yeah. for people arriving at the border or people yeah. may also not have access they may not want roaming charges right so you're in the united states i have my cell phone but how much am i going to be charged so it, it didn't seem right as mandated and also kind of as presented but as a way to make yep. things more efficient at the border, I kind of, I kind of like it. I do too, uh, and I think, I, I think if they use some sort of, uh, some sort of variation of this thing, uh, especially for Canadians coming back into the country, it might not be a bad thing because I always fill it out the day, like if if we're traveling, uh, in the hotel room, uh, where you've always got Wi-Fi, I fill it out. I've always got the app on my phone. I fill it out. Doesn't take too much time. Uh, and uh, and I feel somewhat secure in the fact that uh, we're go- we're going to be good to go. So it's not a bad it's not a bad thing. The main thing, uh, officials, feds, uh, customs, Canadian Border Service Authority, and all these people, make sure your machines work. I went to three or four different machines in a line of twenty machines at Pearson 
and none of them would work properly. In order for a system to work, it's got to actually work. Concept, good. Practice, not so good. Kevin, I want to go someplace completely different, and this is something uh, that you can uh, help us out with because you're going through something that most of us have not gone through. Uh, and before we go there, I want to thank, uh, once again, Gales Gas Bars Limited for being our uh, primary sponsor, fueling this program as you've done so well, as you've done to Niagara uh, over the years. Uh, Verge Insurance Group, um, without, without a murmur, continues to support this program. And we really do um, urge everybody for any insurance needs to go to Verge if you have some questions or you have some need or you've got renewals coming up or anything of that nature. It is a Niagara born and bred company um, as we like to support those that are. Uh, and as well for uh, your past support, Performance Heating and Air, thank you very much. Kevin, when, when you were setting up the, the gear for this show today, you said something that I was completely surprised about, and that is the fact that uh, you were in, uh, air quotes, in Facebook jail. Yeah, I still am in Facebook jail. Okay, well, explain what happened. Explain why you're in Facebook jail and what that actually means. Okay, I'm trying to here. And other people have been in Facebook jail. Um, and it restricted me, actually created problems for this program because I had been restricted for going live for, at the time, was 30 days. I didn't know that it affected some of my pages that I manage, like yeah. WeStream, for example. Um, but I did, so I had to jump through some hoops today. So here, let's see if I can, uh, you know, hold on. I just... I was did I surprise you? Sorry about well, that. Well, a bit. I was, I was prepped up, and, and we'll get to this, about the um, celebration of life for Keith Simmons, the general manager of Great Wolf Oh, Logic, yeah, yeah. Who yeah. Neither, of us, neither of us knew, but there's such a huge... Well, if you were prepped for that, we can go that no, no, and do no, the, let's, we can let's do go the here. So As you can tell, ladies and gentlemen, we are live. <laughs> if if we weren't, this would have been much better planned. Um, no, no, it's all good. So here you go. Here's here's my profile. That's Kevin's page. Okay. Oh, account restricted. You see that at Look the at bottom. That. See, account that is love. His lovely wife, Leanne, by the way. So here you go. My account is restricted. restricted. You have multiple restrictions on your account. Yeah. Let's see those restrictions. So here you go. I can't go live for 25 days, and I can't advertise for 25 days. Okay. Well, why right. not? Why is your account restricted? Some of your content in the last year didn't follow our community standards. Shame on you, Kevin Jack. So I made this comment on a post that my wife put out on Facebook. And I said, I challenge you. It's right there at the bottom. I challenge you. I'm throwing dynamite each time. That's what I said. Cute little response to a previous uh, posting that uh, his wife, Leanne, had, had put up. I challenge you. I'm throwing dynamite each time. Now, I'll have to go back to my wife's account. But let's see what I was commenting on. Okay, there's, you know, what does she have on her account here? There's a lovely Jack family. Yeah, here's some stuff. Looking for sponsors. Congratulations. All this. So here's what... Here's see, what was there was a video, and we all saw this on Facebook. <laughs> therapy so we're gonna do some extreme rock paper scissors and the loser gets their face smashed in the messiest condiments we could find you know stuff like flour maple syrup mayonnaise so and it's the ultimate rock paper scissors thing being punked by this couple Good. 
Just, I'm uh, some flour. Just you know, for fun. Start off dry, right? Build a little bit of a foundation. Woo! <laughs> paper, scissor. Paper, and it's kind of funny. Paper, scissor, rock. No, Who rock, says paper, scissor, paper. rock? Oh, it's rock, scissor. Rock, paper, paper scissor. scissors. Shoot. Of course. Ah. Well. So this goes on, and they get into ketchup and mustard and, like he said, all the condiments you could possibly find. There you go. My wife posted it, and I commented on there, and you won't see the comment is gone because of course they won't let it. Deleted it. Yeah. And what again? What was my comment? I'm throwing dynamite every time. Something like that. Here we go. Here's what I said to that. I challenge you. I'm throwing dynamite each time. Yeah, okay. Now, you're familiar with the uh, the rock, paper, scissors, and then the fourth option, the dynamite? The dynamite is that. No, actually, I'm not. And, of course, it's just a joke because the dynamite wins every time. Okay. So that's the joke. It's okay. There's rock, paper, scissors, See, I and didn't dynamite. know that. You know, and uh, rock beats scissors, scissor beats paper, paper beats rock. Well, what beats dynamite? Nothing beats dynamite. I've never okay. heard of the dynamite. Rock, paper, scissors, dynamite. So you're too. Th- see, that's the problem. You're too hip. Even Facebook is not as hip as you. Right. So of course, if you throw dynamite every time, you're going to win every time, and it's just a joke. Yeah. But for that, my you account got kicked was restricted. Up. You got, your account was restricted for 30 days. I cannot live stream, and I cannot advertise, and there does not appear, uh, there does not appear to be a way for me to challenge it. <laughs> oh, God. Just there you go. It's it's kind of. And here's, here's, here's a man, uh, you, I mean, that makes his living streaming on the internet. And it's funny, here they go. First restriction, we understand that mistakes happen, so we didn't restrict your account. By the way, you've received two restrictions. <laughs> and that's it. So this is how, this is kind of how uh, censorship wheedles its way into social media. But they probably have these algorithms, well, but probably, of course, they have these algorithms, Kevin, that their computers, their sensors are searching automatically. I mean, there's no guy sitting there looking at everything. No. They've, they, they have algorithms that automatically pick up certain phrases and or words and the minute that flag goes up the restrictions come in automatic dynamite i guess yeah. is you know don't go uh don't be Johnny don't be Walker. threatening to blow anything up i wasn't throwing dynamite each time in a fun game of ricker well paper, my friend rock, well my friend you were indeed uh you were indeed uh, threatening to blow up fine. your wife uh, Lee, I do want to get to... I'm um, sorry, but uh, <laughs> Leanne, you are now saved. Leanne, Leanne Jack has now been saved by the gatekeepers at Facebook. And for that, you should thank social media and Mark Zuckerberg and you for know driving your family out of business. There's a, uh, there's a hilarious scene in Seinfeld. Remember when um, the, the episodes that Mickey was on? Oh. Uh, the little person, Mickey was on, and him yeah. and Kramer were on a TV set. So they were on a TV set, and during the episode, they start playing paper, rock, scissor, and that's where they introduce dynamite. And they both say, well, what beats dynamite? Nothing beats dynamite. So they go, paper, rock, or scissors, shoot, dynamite, dynamite. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot, dynamite, dynamite. And then the scene gets interrupted, and they move on. And no reference is ever made again, and I always found that to be brilliant because, of course, they're going down an endless road with no end in sight, 
and the two buffoons are sitting there. Rock, paper, scissors, dynamite, dynamite. Rock, paper, scissors, dynamite, dynamite. Okay. And then, then it is. So anyway. Careful, we're streaming this. You're going to get us blocked oh, again. Yeah, you're right. If I keep talking about it. Hey, Stop um, saying dynamite. Uh, a couple, it's... Some people never learn, you know. They just never learn from their mistakes. Um, what now? What? What do you want? Well, no, I want to talk about something serious before we wrap up the show. Because okay. it's been... It's, it's been strange, and I think everybody that follows 411 has noticed that in oh, the, yes. last, the last couple of weeks, um, there have been a lot of pedestrians hit, a lot of cyclists hit. Terrible. I want to say a lot, a lot more than normal, and unfortunately, um, it, the it story, led to the death of Keith Simmons, who is somebody Keith, Keith. I, never, I never knew. Um, I never knew Keith. I never met Keith, but by, by judging by the outpouring of support, it just seems that he was an incredible guy in the community, the general manager. Well, a wonderful Wolf citizen, Fox. general manager of, uh, yeah. A great wolf lodge, uh, and what a what a tragic accident and and death. Keith was riding with a group of people uh, in a it, it, it was a fundraiser in and of itself, wasn't it, Kevin? That they were involved with, and he was riding not far from his business of the Great Wolf Lodge on the Niagara Parkway, and traffic was moving slowly. Everybody was doing what they were supposed to do uh, and for some unknown to this point reason Keith um, took a tumble off his bicycle and fell into traffic and it was hit by a truck and subsequently died as a result of that. Just a terrible, terrible tragedy. Uh, 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 upon arrival, officers determined an adult male was cycling north on the Niagara Parkway, approximately 200 meters north of Victoria Avenue. When a collision with a motor vehicle occurred, the motor vehicle was also traveling north on the parkway. As a result of the collision, the cyclist was pronounced deceased at the scene. The identity of the deceased is not being released, but it was since released, of course, and it was Keith Simmons, the general manager of the Great Wolf Lodge, not very far from where he actually died. Uh, as a result of falling into traffic off his bicycle and just and there I'm not sure that you can read it but there is a celebration of life scheduled for Sunday at 11:30 a.m. at the Niagara Falls Convention Center and you see the uh, the details are there with um, with a great picture of Keith and I know um you know I've just seen so many people talk about um, the family his wife what a great guy Keith was um, I believe two very sons, well thought of great citizen great business uh, person and contributor to to the community and so so tragic and senseless you just I some people would say well when the when the time is up it's up but how do you wrap your head around that because he was obviously I, by the looks of it a pretty accomplished cyclist but just yeah and Lee, things um, happen Acci accidents actually and there was nobody charged from what we know there was no every, uh, all the all the vehicles were obeying the the speeds and watching out for the cyclists and everything as far as we know uh, that there was there was no one actually to blame it was an accident and uh, we lost we lost another pillar of the community this week and again a man that I've only you know met on occasion and in passing uh, Fred Matheson, and here you go, Thorough Legion yes. Branch, 17. Yeah. Um, Matheson passed away suddenly last night, being a couple of days ago. Freddie um, volunteered with the Legion every week at Merrittville Speedway, helping with the 50-50 draws. He'll be missed by so many people. Rest in peace, comrade, brother, and friend, 
your friend Glenn had. That's uh, from uh, that Glenn Kempson. And um, Glenn is a guy that I've worked with on a couple of occasions. Mm-hmm. Uh, salt of the Earth guy. I actually saw Glenn at Merrittville Speedway, probably the last race that, um, that Fred was there at the 50-50 table. And I didn't, right. I didn't know Fred, but I saw Glenn there. I saw Jim Hanley there uh, from Thorold. And yeah. I recognized Fred's face. Um, having, you know, like I said, kind of met him on occasion over the years. But again, uh, you know, we lost a couple of good ones this week in uh, Keith Simmons and Fred Matheson. And to you and your extended families, uh, our condolences. Indeed. Um, and that'll just about do it for uh, Season 3, Episode 36 of Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry. Well, Lee, i got to go set up the great, camera. So great to stretch. be with you. And I have some uh, kudos and thank yous to, to throw out there. Again, I want to thank Gail's Gaspars uh, for being here and fueling this program as they have done almost since its inception. Uh, also, for the past support of uh, Performance Heating and Air and the current support of Verge Insurance Group, you may have noticed that we put up on our, uh, on our feed on Niagara 411 as well as I put it up on my Facebook uh, page as well. We have the rare opportunity of uh, two uh, sponsorship openings uh, available on the program and uh, what you see basically and here is is what you get you see your logo up on uh, on the screen every time we do this program every time we do a repeat segment of the program or and in case you missed it a post your logo is always there it's always accessible 24/7 through YouTube we actually do the feed over uh, Twitter as well uh, so it's everywhere you can find your uh, find your social media streams, including the fact that we have uh, this is also done in an audio version on our podcast. So you can uh, go to wherever you find your podcasts and uh, search for Niagara Four One One Live, and uh, the audio version of the podcast will be there as well. So if you have an interest in sponsoring the program. Believe me, uh, it is certainly cost-effective and uh, the value is probably better than any other media advertising you're going to find here in uh, Niagara or online for that matter. We have to date, just so that you know, we have to date reached 2.3 million viewers on Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry since January of 2022 until now. Uh, And so that's 2.3 million viewers uh, in uh, just less than nine months now. We're heading into month 10 over the course of the weekend. So um, if you have a a small business or a big business for that matter, a small brand or a big brand, be you global, be you local, be you provincial or whatever, it's the best advertising value you're going to get, believe me. You can check it out and do your own figuring, and we'll send you the numbers if you want them. Um, uh, that being said, uh, I would like to thank uh, Marla Smith, from, uh, Director of, uh, of Development at Niagara Children's Center, for coming on the program today. Good luck with your superhero run on Sunday. It's going to be uh, a beautiful day, unlike what we've got going on outside right now, because it is pouring rain again. Uh, so uh, good luck with a superhero run. Um, I know you're going to going to do great and crack that uh, $100,000 mark. Marla, appreciate you being here to talk to us. Uh, Kevin Jack, it is always a pleasure to work with you here on, uh, on the program. 
Um, and uh, we hope that uh, at some point in time you're able to break free from the chains of Facebook restraints and uh, be legal again. I will be all right. It's all. Hope so. It's it's kind of we're 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 kind of joking, but. Uh, um, and coming up, as we always do, we have uh, some local artist uh, play us off the stage, as the old saying goes. So to play us off the stage at Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry, we have uh, a group called Stellar Ash. They are a Niagara band, and they will be uh, performing Watch Me Go. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. And uh, Kevin, um, I know this was a rather odd day, a Tuesday, and uh, I'm assuming we're going to be back on Thursday next week, right? Yeah, that's the uh, that's the plan so far. That's the plan so far. Let me so just see if I can bring up uh, Stellar Ash here. Yeah. All okay, right, so so you guys all have a y'all got y'all have a great week and weekend. You hear? Stellar Ash is the group. The song Watch Me Go. And if you're going outside, I would suggest umbrellas uh, or a very quick uh, trot from here to wherever it is <laughs> uh, you're going. And on behalf of Fiddler's Poor House, we appreciate you coming in and spending some time with us today. My name is Lee Sterry. Lee Sterry Voice Services is my uh, business. And uh, I think they should have used me, maybe, Kevin, to, to do the narration of that divergent diamond thing. I don't think I don't think that guy was all that good. No, I think you would have done a, a way better voiceover. I don't know where uh, they got that guy, but I'll bet he wasn't from Niagara. Uh, just a second, I'm just trying to find this here. So um, okay, I kind of found it. Stellar Ash, watch me go. Yeah, um, and uh, and and uh, good luck, by the way, and take special care, please, because anytime there's major changes in in transportation routes and and protocols. Please be careful going through uh, the Queenie and the Glendale interchange with the new Divergent Diamond interchange because it's going to be different. Even if it doesn't look all that difficult, it's going to be different. So please be careful. We're ready to go. Uh, and again, uh, been great as always spending time with you. Uh, Nick at Niagara 411 and all you contributors, appreciate it again. Uh, Stellar Ash, watch me go. Listen to them play Watch Me Go.